Coaches Show or the Dr. Charles Wade Coaches Show. Gentlemen, we're joined by Ethan Abner. What a Saturday night here at Pope. Pope came in here, took care of business in the quarterfinals for the first time in school history. Dr. Wade, you've been here a long time, first time Final Four. Talk about that moment and that game. Well, the, the moment and the whole atmosphere of the night was just amazing. It was it was definitely hands down the best atmosphere I've ever witnessed here and I've coached here as an assistant and a head coach for over twelve years. So it was it was amazing. The game the game was a slugfest. Uh, it was two heavyweight teams um, that scouted each other pretty well, um, knew each other's tendencies, and I really think the teams of the best players ended up pulling it out because uh, our talent ended up taking over in the second half, particularly Trey Pierce defensively mm -hmm. and, and being aggressive offensively and Osby in the third, fourth quarter really sure. – really propelled us offensively and made some key, key bats. Talk about on the offensive, Coach Abner, um, what were they able to do successfully to take, take you all out of your comfort zone, what you normally like to do offense, and what were your answers? Uh, well, they, they have size that, uh, that we really haven't seen all year. They had a big 6'10", um, they had a 6'8", both pretty physical. Um, so they kind of protected the rim, and they also iced us at the beginning of the game, which we haven't seen a lot of, and that's just basically deterring us from going middle um, with with our top guards. So that kind of threw us off. Uh, I knew that we had to get to halftime to, to make our adjustments and talk about it, um, in which we did. We had a really good spurt at the end of the second to give us the lead back because we were kind of teetering in that uh, in the in the late first and early second with our offense. Uh, but once we sat down and talked with them and, and went over what needed to be done, we started having a little more success in the second half with our, with our half-court offense. But uh, I was proud of how the boys adjusted um, and how they, they didn't get, um, they didn't get uh, nervous or, or, or scared or they were looking over to us with, with their hands up like, what do we do? They kept their composure, and we made, we made the right adjustments to pull it out. And then defensively, you mixed up some things with them. Talk a little bit about what your defensive game plan was and how you all mixed up some things, the zones and stuff that you threw at them uh, to help you really win that game with defense. Yeah, they dominated the point in the paint in the first, in the first game. Was we, that stat, that didn't happen to us very often. We pretty much, I think we won that either every, all game but one or maybe two. Um, so focus was to keep two. Um, out of the paint, they like to run the, the, the flash screen with the, with the big post back turned uh, to the guard and just kind of let him play off that. We did a good job of adjusting the switch and that. So we kept two out of the paint. Um, and then we were going to be physical with their bids, uh, make them earn everything, three, four uh, front of the post. Uh, the guys really did a good job of keeping, keeping ball pressure on the guards, making those pass and entries hard. And um, that was really the, the difference in the game. That was the defensive game plan. Just just uh, not let them have too many second shot opportunities and be, be physical, make the bigs, earn everything they got. Coach Abner, let's talk. This sophomore class that we have here is special. People know about Trey. There's been a lot of talk about Jerron. But in that game, we saw Osby and have seen Osby begin to really mature and grow up as a player. Talk about his impact when y'all stayed small against someone offense 
and what he was able to do because what a, what a second half he had. Well, this is the second time doing it in a row. If you, if you recall the uh, the region championship against Brentwood Academy, he had a similar performance. Um, so this, I mean, this sophomore class is special, like you said. They're really starting to separate themselves um, from from the rest of the class in the state. To me, I don't think you can find three other guards like Jerron Talley, Trey Pearson, and Osby Cabin uh, on the same team. If you look around. Uh, but we, we, we knew that they had their top two defenders on Fred and Trey. Um, so Osby was able to really take advantage of that third or fourth defender. Um, and he kind of got what he wanted. And we actually had the same similar game plan uh, to uh, facing Brentwood Academy. Because you got to pay attention to Fred and Trey. And then uh, whoever's guarding Osby, I mean, good luck. That kid is special. You know, he's uh, probably got the best offensive package on our team right now. And he's uh, – He's done a great job really uh, fulfilling his role, his six-man role this year. And I know it's been, it's been uh, some, some ups and downs, but uh, as you can see these past two games, I think he's really now figuring out uh, why we, we do what we do and why we game plan how we game plan. And now he's flourishing in the biggest moments of the season. One of the cool things that happened uh, was an hour and a half before tip, <clears throat> and you're walking through a hall and having a conversation, shocking, I know. And you stop and you turn around and you said, don't forget the scissors. And it sent chills down. Now, I failed you because I gave you the dullest pair of scissors we have in this school. But it was this right here because the other night the kids didn't have the opportunity to cut this down when we were at CPA. Yeah. But you all got to cut this down. And, you know, I think as you and I spoke as the week went along, your confidence in this game and your team grew and grew and grew to the point that, you told me to grab scissors an hour and a half and have them ready. And, you know, talk about that. I mean, this this right here may not mean a lot to other people, but I have seen firsthand what you all have been through last year, this year, to get this and to be able to cut that down. What was that moment like, just to be able to stand up there on that ladder, the great picture of you doing this as you're cutting this down, and watching the kids get to do this? Uh, it, was, it was a nod to our kids and the hard work that they, they have put in from – Really, from day to season ended last year mm -hmm. until up until that moment. But it was also a nod to our student section, our community, for the support that they've shown us all year. Like our our, our legion has definitely grown. Um, but it, that that goes to back to what the boys did early in the season. They went out, they supported other teams. Um, that was intentional, um, and and. Those kids have showed that showed the same love and support and, and growth, and that's the way the school community should be. We should always support each other. Um, but my confidence grew just in watching tape and watching the game and watching the first game and and how bad we played and still only lost by four points with a chance to win it several times. And then just just watching other tapes, watching tendencies, and knowing that athletically we could take them out of what they wanted to do offensively. Um, so that's where my confidence grew. And the same message I told you I gave to the boys um, part of the pregame. I, I talked to them how we're going to shake hands in line, how the students are going to run onto the floor. We're going to take care of business. We're going to be good sports. And then we're going to go run over to the student section. And then we're going to go cut the nets down. Well, and let's talk about that student section. Well, obviously, we're here to talk about the boys and, and what they're doing right now, but 
That atmosphere Saturday night was as good as I've ever seen in high school sports. And that student section, I think 615 prep, somebody. Sports life. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sports life. I know we're mainstream right now, but they commented it was the best student section they've ever seen in Middle Tennessee. And, I mean, you, you bring your kids out to that moment and with that environment, it's easiest for them to get hyped and to stay hyped. Yeah. Last year they would have gotten nervous with that type of crowd. We played in, in big games and big situations all year. Um, they've adjusted to it and they they know how to play to it. They use they use that student section for energy, for, for motivation. Um, Gerard Tyler did a great job of kind of interacting with students and you can see Tony O, he'll he'll turn to to the student section. Um, so uh, it's a, it was a great home court advantage, in my opinion. When we come back, we're going to preview Cookville. I love to hear that word. Love to hear that. That's what you've been shooting for all year in the Final Four. Your favorite wine tasting experience is back. The Hendersonville Rotary Club's Wine and Roses Fundraising Gala. Everything you loved and more. Saturday, March the 2nd. Prepare your taste buds for elegant wines, smooth whiskeys, craft beers, and exceptional food. Browse through the silent auction. All to benefit over 25 local charities, schools, and scholarships. Wine and Roses. Saturday, March the 2nd at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church, Hendersonville. HendersonvilleRotary.org. having fun? Yeah, I'm going to key up my own pretty soon. Me too. Good night, Kika. Good night. We're here whether you're ready or not. We thrive under the lights. A city of performers. Putting on one heck of a show. Headlining night after night. Welcome to Smashville. Welcome back. We've been talking about this all year. Cookville, but before we get to Cookville, obviously everyone here has met Coach Abner, but two guys that have been with you for a long, long time who were quite instrumental coaches here who are not on property, which is why they're not on this show. Uh, Ricky Lang and Vince Webby. I'd like for you to take a moment to speak about the impact that they've had on your program and, and throughout not just this year, but all the years previous. Well, I'll start with Ricky. I coached Ricky when he was a freshman here. Uh, I got coached his sophomore year, and I left his junior year. Um, but we, we had already established the previous relationship. Um, when I found out he wanted to get into coaching, um, I was actually racing the beach to try to see who was going to get him on the <laughs> staff first. So I beat Kip, too. Good. To, to Coach Lane, and it's been one of the best things to, to ever happen. Um, uh, 
uh, Ricky is, is, is the relation, one of the relationship guys, along with this big fellow over here. Uh, and just, he's, he's kind of the calming force for, for us all. Uh, and even, even the boys, he's, he, he knows how to talk and make things make sense. And sometimes he's the tiebreaker. If, if, if he and I are talking or, or he is, he's, he's sure. kind of the third guy to help us with decisions when it comes to input game plan or something we're doing on in the game on the fly. Uh, we all have great many discussions about what we're going to do. We make a great team. Um, but he, yeah, just just an awesome young man. And, and I, I think the boys, I don't, I, I know the boys. The boys love him to death. Um, they, their eyes light up when he, he, he comes into practice because he's not on campus. If he's not here at a certain time, they're all asking sure. where he's at. So, uh, they, they have a great – I'll just go back to his, his relationship mm-hmm. with the young men. And then talk about Vince. Vince has been here since the beginning of time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Sorry, Vince. Vince was on Coach Snead's staff. Okay. He, I think he coached a little bit with Kip and well, Coach Bradshaw, maybe a little bit with Kip and his freshman team. He was out of coaching for about three or four years. Vince was actually the first coach that I hired on my staff to coach the freshman team. So he, he came back, he coached the freshman. He would help with the varsity when he could. Um, then four, I think three three years ago, he, he became full-time on varsity. Vince is the analytical one. He's the one that's not going to show a lot of emotions, which we need that because all the rest of us do. Um, and he, he helps us with the numbers. He keeps us informed. But also on the back side of things, he, he's he's creating clips, um, watching huddle, um, helping with in-game adjustments in his way. Um, Vince has done and seen it all, so if he has a suggestion, he'll let one of us know, and, and that that's that's been invited. So let's let's talk about this week, but we're going to start not necessarily talking about Briarcrest, and I want both of your input from two different perspectives. Uh, we'll start with Coach Abner. Um, this is a special week. The energy in this school is as good as I've ever seen it. Probably never seen it quite like this. Plans are being made because it's a 1.30 game on Thursday. Uh, from the players' perspective and practicing and all them, how do you keep them grounded and keep them to where they're going to peak on Thursday and not peak on Tuesday or Wednesday in practice? What are you doing or how do you feel like you have to work with them in practice just to keep them ready to go and focused for what's at hand on Thursday? Um, man, well, a lot of them see me multiple times a day here at school, and uh, we will go over uh, what they what they did really well the last game and what to expect the next game. Um, individual meetings, I feel like I played a big part um, with several of them, with them getting prepared and calming them down. And if they don't understand something, you know, I'll break it down to them real quick. But um, just <laughs> – Individual meetings during school um, and then in practice right now, we're just trying to keep them, we're trying to keep them light. Um, we're trying to keep their head clear. You know, we've, we've done the same routine that we've been doing. You know, this is a special game, but uh, we don't want them to play um, too restricted or we don't want them to feel too big for the moment. Um, so, so we're taking it, we're taking this game plan like we have the other uh, 29 and uh we're planning on going out there and handling business. How has your week been? Uh, this is not a normal week. You obviously have a job as admissions here that you run admissions, but 
the outside stuff, getting ready, you got to get a bus ready to go to Cookville, you got to plan meals, you got to, I'm sure you're getting interviews from other people that maybe you're not used to getting to, having to give those interviews to. Uh, talk about those distractions and probably the relief it is when you step on the court for practice each day. Well, I mean, there's just, just distractions for time. Uh, like you said, my full-time admissions job, I can tell you how many <laughs> meetings and, you know, interviewing parents, interviewing students, and trying to cram in watching a little film, but also playing practice. Um, I, I do collaborate with Coach Lane, Coach Abner, who play practice. He mostly sent everything today because I – because sure. I've been in meetings all day. Um, but really, I don't see things as a distraction. I just I see it as an opportunity. I know we're blessed to be in this situation. Sure. So I, I, I look forward to all the things that happen. Some things just kind of fall in your lap. I mean, I talk to Pedestal about breakfast Thursday morning. That's easy. We're here. We're going to eat. Uh, sure. Pancakes, I know they love that. So that, that was easy. I just got a text from BCAT. But they're going to feed us Thursday after the game because we're part of the BCAT, so they're going to have Fazoli's catered. All we have to do is go pick it up. So that's something off my sure. list that I don't, I don't have to worry about. Um, so we had the TWSA meeting. Coach Dempsey and I have met a couple times trying to make sure we get the pass list and all that, all that, all those things corrected <laughs> and, and right. But it's, it's really not that much different from any other week. Besides just the magnitude of the game, but like Coach Abner said, we're we're just approaching it just like the other thirty we've already played. Um, I'm not one that's going to get too high, get too low. Um, I try to be the common force for the boys. I try to I try to show them that this this is just another game. Well, and a special shout out to Belmont is uh, you go play at Tennessee Tech. You're playing in the gym. They're not used to playing them. They're used to brick walls being right behind the goal. I think NBA is the only place yeah. where probably uh, that's not like that. But Belmont, not only with you all, but the other teams, uh, very cool of them to open their gym doors up to you all to get a feel for what it's like to shoot in a much bigger arena. Yeah, I'd like to thank Coach Alexander and Belmont staff for, for making that possible for us. Uh, I didn't know that the other teams had reached out, but when they sent the schedule, two other teams are going to practice there mm-hmm. also. So there's not like this real advantage going on with us going yeah. over there, but I think everybody had the same idea. Let's practice on the college floor. Let's get used to that depth sure. perception of shooting um, and just kind of see, get the boys used to it. So when they step foot on the floor Thursday, it won't be warranted. So Thursday, Briarcrest from West Tennessee, from Memphis area. Talk about some of the challenges uh, they're going to present. I think they finished 26 and four. Uh, on the season. Talk about the challenges. We'll start with you, Coach Abner, on what they'll present for you all on Thursday. Um, well, they, they have a very good team. They have great length, uh, great size, senior-led. They start four seniors and one sophomore. Um, they've got a kid going to, that's a Belmont commit, Cooper Haynes, uh, super talented, uh, very skilled. Um, he, he's, he's just, he's right up there with Tyler Tanner and some of the other best in the state. Um, they have a very versatile, uh, six foot seven sophomore big, uh, Fred Smith, who does a little bit of everything. He's not your normal big. He's more like a, uh, he's more like a point forward, okay. uh, you know, like, a, like a point forward yeah. type. Okay. And, uh, they got some good shooting and, um, they're, they're a good team. You know, they're, they're not 26 and four for no reason. And, uh, over there in Memphis, the competition is just as good as, as it is where we're at. Uh, 
So they'll, um, they're going to game plan for us just like we're going to game plan for them. And we've got to slow down their shooting, and they've got to slow down our athleticism. And certainly if you can, if you can get past Briarcrest, then you've got another heavyweight game. Uh, it's going to be Webb against VA. Um, I've seen people, a lot of people picking against Webb. Webb's a darn good basketball team, and, and either one of those teams will present challenges. Point being, the road that you have left is hard for a reason, and you've earned that chance to have a hard road ahead. Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. And yes, Webb has won three out of four games with Baylor and VA, who's both been in the top four Division II AA all year long. So us slipping in or people overlooking Webb, that's, that's a mistake. They're, they're very talented. They're super well coached. It's got one of the best coaches out there doing it. Um, and and they their defensive plans are, are second to none. So it's, it's going to be a tough out for, for any of us to, to, to beat that team. So you all know basketball. I mean, you know how to game plan for games. But on a week like this, when it's something that's very new to you, um, do you reach out to people who've been to Cookville before and ask, hey, what worked for you? What didn't work? Is that something that happens in the coach's world, or do you just kind of wing it? You know what? I thought about that. I thought about calling the, the Anglins and uh, the Starks and all the guys that have been through it. But, you know, we've got this far by doing it our way. Um, <laughs> and this is not being arrogant. I, I just I think you get there by figuring some of these things out. On your own. And I, I think thus far, as far as big games, we played really well. So why, you know, why change that? I, I, I did talk to Kip and I. Kip called and I did ask him, like, what are some of the things you did a couple of years ago? He told me what not to do. He said, don't get your boys up here all day. Yeah. Like I did against Baylor. And then they got off the, they got off the bus and hooped us out because my boys were, were, were drained because they've been up here all day. So I, I made it. A point not to get them up here too early and, and keep them loose. And ping pong, thank goodness for that. They, they stayed loose and they were ready to play. Well, you go back to the movie Hoosiers and they go to the state championship and they pull the tape out. Yeah. Everything, the goal's still 10 feet, yeah. still 15 feet from there. And at the end of the day, when you all step on that court, you're in your comfort zone. That's something they know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, these boys have been preparing for this. I mean, since this summer, we we faced high level competition. I think our last 15 games of summer, I think 10 of them were BCAT opponents. So it was it was the type of opponents that we're seeing right now. I think six or seven of those teams was either in the state quarterfinals, final four, final eight. So they're they they got used to that this summer. So this is this is nothing new sure. for them. They're they're enjoying the moment. Uh, of course. Yeah, they're nervous when it come up to game time, but you couldn't tell me that uh, they wasn't ready to play. Sorry. Well, Thursday at 1.30, uh, NFHS, MyTV30. Uh, I know MyTV30 will have it Saturday. Not sure on the, on the Thursday. 1.30 against Briarcrest in Cookville at Tennessee Tech. If you can come out, come out. Tickets are on GoFan. We're going to do a special send-off here. And hopefully you get that win and have that same opportunity at 1.30 on Saturday. That will be my TV 30. But we need to pack the place with as many Pope, Pope fans as we can. Students, I hope to show out. I know they're giving them free passes here. So you all are the heroes right now because you're getting a lot of kids out of school on Thursday. But please check it out. We will be back next week. I don't know if we'll have another one of these or not. But what a heck of a run it's been so far. And I can't wait to watch what you all do this weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.